Welcome to the Tech Dorks Podcast, where I, Rob Swindell, and my Canadian friend Stephen Hurd discuss things interesting to us and maybe you, the listener. This show is an unscripted, unedited, unprofessional look into what interests Stephen and I. The only subjects off limits are the three W's, wives, work, and World of Warcraft. If you don't know the difference between BBS and BSS, then this show may not be for you, but still, we hope you enjoy. I'm getting that through that quicker every time. Oh, you're doing that fade out manually? No. Oh, then... I timed it, you know, with a practice run, and I'm I'm actually saying it quicker than I guess. Oh, I, I you're could saying at you first. stopped too soon? A little bit. Ah, uh, oh, I think it worked out great. Oh, cool. If if you hadn't hadn't admitted your error, I don't think people would notice. But now, of course, everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, he totally stopped talking too soon." Well, it sounds good. I mean, it's better than than still talking and then have the music art, you know, already faded out. Like that what would, we're doing right now. You mean? Yeah. Well. You know, I mean, I think it's that's like the point. We're both talking, and it's okay. Yes, and I'm not doing the fast, cool radio voice. That's right. That's that's what cool sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) So it's August fourth, two thousand fifteen. Is it? Well, technically. Oh yeah, so it is. Look at that. Anyway, um, just a heads up. I'm recompiling all the things on my system right now. So if I do cut out on occasion, that's why. You think so? You think that would cause a cutout? Well, like I said, I'm recompiling all the things on my system. Okay, but that doesn't affect running processes. Well, it is running processes. No, I know, but I mean, mean, your bandwidth wouldn't be affected. No, but other processes might slow down when I recomp... Like, right now, I'm recompiling Chromium. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so Mumble will have fewer... Fewer Mumble cycles. Have, will have fewer cycles available to it, so it might uh, right. sacrifice some audio quality or something. Yeah, or it might cut out completely, or hmm. I don't know, sound like a turtle, whatever. So what we did in the last show, and I think it worked out pretty well, was you recorded your audio mm-hmm. and sent it to me, and then... Um, then I went to bed and you finished yeah. off the show. Yeah, that worked out great. Yeah, I mixed mixed it together, and then we did. You know, we didn't have that synchronization issue. Um, but I'll be yeah. the first to say I think otherwise the show was not so great. Um, for one, I, I I audacity kept crashing when I tried to apply a gate to your. Uh, oh, audio. you mean the the post processing of the show was not so well. Great. Both I, the show itself, like I was kind of tired, and there's there wasn't a whole lot of energy, and then we we went on kind of long. We went like an hour and a half, and yeah. just I, I listened back to it, and it just kind of sounded like there was uh, not as much energy as I would like. And mm. you know, I think if we keep it to an hour and we can keep the energy up, then you know we'll make a better show. But also, um, I was listening to it in the car, and. S- <laughs> Since I also didn't apply any dynamic compression, um, mm. then it was very hard to hear, especially myself. You know, it was, you had to turn the volume way up, and then if I got excited and I was way too loud, and, you know, if there's a lot of road noise, you didn't really, could, you couldn't all really right, hear well, what I was I'll saying. Let, I'll let you take all the blame. So, no criticism at all of my role in last week's show. No, no, I think you did fine. I think I was tired and failed to. Uh, right, right. Muster the, the level energy. of fine that I yes. consistently hit. That's right. You did fine. <laughs> it's all me. I sucked. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah. since you mentioned it. And, 
And then I kept calling a kilobyte, like 1024, a base two number. And you didn't catch it, but I kept saying it. And what I meant was a power of two or a, um, you know, multiple of a power of two. Multiple of a power of two. Okay. Everything's a multiple of power of two. It is a power of two. No, not everything is a multiple of a power of two. Well, everything is a sum of multiples of powers. Wait, everything is a sum of powers of two. Um, Multiples of two are even numbers. Right. Um, So every even number is a multiple of two. Correct. Or excuse me, yeah. (laughs) Multiple of a power of two. Because two is a power of two. One is a power of two. It's not Zero what I meant. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and then but, I mean, uh, they're, they're, we're trying they're to talk about like two. I mean, well, they're round base two numbers. Yeah, but usually when I'm talking about base two, I'm talking about binary. You know, where you're just talking right. about zeros yeah. and ones, and that's not what I meant. And I think I called base ten. You know, like you know, like a million, an even million, a base ten number. It's not what it I is. meant either. <laughs> I mean, it is, million is so base is, ten notation, you know. Yeah, but so is ten twenty four times ten twenty four times ten twenty four. So, uh, yeah, okay, that, that's kind of diving into the technical weeds, but more so, I just thought that the show could have sounded better, you know. Okay, yeah, I never actually listened to it, so I'll take yeah. your word on that. All right, so we're gonna do the same thing this time. Only Be you're really gonna... tired and boring with no 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 no. Oh but okay. You're yeah. gonna send me a uh, instead of sending me a 96 kilohertz file at 32 bit samples, you're gonna send me a 48. Kilohertz uh, I know file. you like high quality audio oh, mastering. Yeah. So. I mean, you've need... told me that you can hear the difference <laughs> between 96 kilohertz and 48 kilohertz, so I wanted you to hear the full power of my voice, yeah. my full vocal range, etc. It's true. I can hear the difference, but I don't know that every source material I can hear the difference. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So I so, uh, went to the Rush concert last week. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, as usual, sure. as always. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's the indication that it may be their last tour, very likely is their last tour. Mm. So that's kind of a bummer, but... So what, you, know. you mean they're just done done? Yeah. Or you, they're going to do another album and say, you're welcome? Or they're just going to do special reunion shows or what? They're not saying. What, the, what they did say is that it's very likely that this is the last tour of this scale. Mm. So even if they did a small tour, I'm thinking that they would still play California just because it's such a big, big market and Neil and lives where here. And, Neil Pert lives now. Right. Pierre. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but... um. That's not a guaranteed thing either. I mean, they might do a re- an album or may not, or they might do nothing, or he might just write books, or you know, who knows. Um, yeah. So it was. Or he uh, might leave the band and they'll replace him with a new drummer, so that they can. Yeah, that's very likely. Do the summer tour season every year, and yeah, I hear Charlie Watts is a likely candidate to replace Neil. Oh, do you know who that is? No, a yeah, drummer. Yeah, for the Rolling yeah, uh, for the Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, who's going to be the Rolling Stones drummer then? Oh, he can pull double duty. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah well, everyone in the Rolling Rolling Stones is a zombie by now, so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, no disrespect to Charlie Watts, but, you know, totally different kind of drummer. And nobody's going to replace anybody in Rush ever, so. <laughs> it's true. Ever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're if, not going to turn into, like, Trooper or April Wine or, or whatever your American bands are. That, yeah. You know, Foreigner. they're super popular Sticks. forever, and then they're slowly replaced. Nope. Um, like uh, that Greek guy's boat. Nope. What's his name? What, what's that boat? I have no idea it's what you're talking Greek. about. It's like Theseus's boat or Theseus's ship or something like that. Is this in mythology or real? Uh, yeah, one of the two. I don't Greek know the story. It was an old philosopher thing, right? Um, it was some famous warship, and uh, it was put in like a museum. And it had rotted a little bit, so they replaced a bunch and rotted a bit more, so they restored it some more. And by the end of it, there was no more of the original um, woodwork left of the ship. Okay. And so the philosophers like to discuss whether or not it was that ship anymore, you know, or if it was uh, a new ship. I see. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of bands like that. Um, yeah. Yes has kind of done that, and... Uh, you know, a lot of those bands have replaced yeah. guys. Yeah. And some of the uh, cover bands, or not cover bands, but tribute bands, whatever you want to call them, sound better than the original bands by this point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, yeah. because they're, they're just touring to make money. You know, they're not doing new songs. They're not, I, at least hopefully well, they're not doing new songs. Even if they do I mean, new songs, people don't want to hear that, right? I don't think people yeah. are, I mean, I... Apologies to any Styx fans, but if you I don't know if you're buying like a new Styx album, but when you go see Styx, you don't want to hear their new stuff that you don't know. You want to hear the old hits that you know. Yeah. So I understand, but with Rush, you know, they're they're still putting out new albums, you know, every few years and um they had, you know, their last two albums are really good. Um but uh yeah, I don't get the sense that they're going to fade away miserably like that, you know, cuz I don't think they need to. I don't think they you know, need to go out and still earn a living. I think they've all got well, but it's money. not really a question of if they need to. It's a question of what if some of them want to and others don't, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. If there's some of them that really like touring, and and that's you know what they do for fun, mm -hmm. then I could totally see them replacing the guys slowly, and then you know the new In guys rush? like yeah, no, never, ever. Well, this is being recorded. <laughs> Guaranteed never, ever. All right. This is being recorded. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying one way or the other. And Every Rush fan knows this. It's not even <sighs> up for debate. Okay. They would never replace any of the guys in Rush. <laughs> They're like brothers. You know, Neil had a, a uh, horrible catastrophe in his life. Um, and he was pretty much done with music. And during that time, they didn't go seek another drummer. You know, they recorded uh, Alex and Getty, the other two guys in the band, recorded solo albums mm -hmm. and did other stuff, you know, for other people, like recorded on their albums. Well, what and about such. Uh, John Rusty? John Rusty was kicked out of the band or left the band, depending on who Was you ask. A drummer? Yes. <clears throat> but, you know, back in 73. I'm just asking. Yeah. Wasn't he replaced, though? Yes. But this is a different band back then, and, you know, they wanted to replace him. It was a difference of vision and, and style and direction. All they right. don't have I'm that difference saying. now. 
Okay, but the guys are 60 plus. Also, right, it's time not... to replace him, you know? <laughs> He's worn out. That's right, get another one. Yeah. No, never going to happen. We need a new a new a new Getty. Oof. <laughs> yeah, never going to happen. Never going like to happen. A, it's like a family. They're like a family. All right. Uh, hey, you know, I'm not saying it will happen. Yeah. I'm just saying it could. And when it does, I'll have this recording and I'll play it back to you just to torture you further oh, I would, than the pain you'll be feeling when you hear the announcement. I, yeah, it would be an amazement <laughs> to everybody. I don't think amazement is, is the word you're looking for. Disappointment? Yeah, disappointment sure, perhaps. Be, Only well, on a grander scale. Well, I, don't... I remember when uh, Terry Brown, he was the their longtime producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he produced all the albums through Signals. So from the beginning through signals, which seems right. like a really, really long time, I guess it really was only like 73, it's like 10 years, let nine years. And then, you know, they had another 30 years of career after that. But, um, you know, he was like a part of the band. He was like that fourth member, you know, and yeah. he, you know, yeah. was very integral through their, their major success, uh, with 2112 and permanent waves and moving pictures and all that. Well, anyway, um, eventually the kid, they fired him. And hired other producers and made different sounding records and, and progressed um, as a progressive rock band should. But um, he then in the 90s, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the 90s, might have been 2000. Anyway, it was um, he, he put together a tribute album. or he, I don't know if he did it or he just was hired as the producer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a bunch of well-known musicians from metal and progressive rock bands and other styles too i think but mainly heavy metal and and progressive rock uh recording you know their versions of of rush songs and it wasn't even like a whole band would do a whole song it was kind of like you know a a superstar group you know the the drummer from this group with the keyboards from this group and the vocals from this group and and i don't even think they like practiced together necessarily maybe in some cases they did i forget the details and the uh it was called uh working man i think was the name of the of the album, which of course is the title of a very famous Rush song. Um, anyway, when I heard that, that Terry Brown produced it, it felt like, you know, like he was stabbing the band in the back. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like he was taking the advantage because he continued of continued to work. Well, he had other work that was totally unrelated to Rush, but here he is producing a Rush tribute album specifically. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know that the band took offense to it or not. I don't. I, I did read some quotes that sounded like you know they were a little bit offended. They're like, "Hey, we're still alive. <laughs> you know, we're still mm-hmm. making music. <laughs> you know, tribute, f- tribute us or whatever. Pay tribute to us when we're gone. You know, or when we're retired. You know, not right now. Is while that we're still like when they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is that what they said then too? No. No. I assume they've been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like two okay. years ago, three years. Ago. It was pretty recent. Yeah, that was a big deal because because they hadn't been dead. Well, and they hadn't been for so long (laughs) and it was kind of like a running gag almost like why isn't, you know, Rush in the Hall of Fame when all these other bands that, you know, couldn't, you know, hold a candle to them. Bachman Turner Overdrive make it in? I don't know, but (laughs) Kiss and, you know, a lot of bands that um, (laughs) have questionable levels of talent. Yeah. yeah. You know, made it, and they certainly didn't have as many, uh, you know, platinum and gold albums, and you know, or or that the, just means the fans that just means success. they're popular. That's pop music. That pop music doesn't make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Well, even even <laughs> Rush, I mean, they're, they're kind of secretly popular. I mean, they kind of have stunning numbers for getting so little radio play. And um, I mean, now, now Rush is pretty mainstream. I mean, the fact that they were, you know, in that movie, um, I Love You, Man, and, you know, people will, you know, they started creeping in with like, I don't know if it was South Park talked about Rush, and then um, I think uh, maybe it was um, hmm. a Family Guy, and then there was a Cheetos commercial or something where they like made a reference to Rush, or I forget, but it started creeping into like commercials. You know, there's commercials where people air drum to like Tom Sawyer, and yeah, I, you know, it just started happening kind of slowly but surely over the past 10, 20 years. Before that, I mean, you were a geek if you liked Rush. It was kind of like we're Canadian. Because I have a completely different experience with liking Rush than you do, obviously. I mean, they were all over the radio forever. They still are. I mean, yeah. they've, they've, there's never been a time that you... If you're in a, in a city that has five radio stations, one of them is playing Rush at any given moment in time. Wow. You know, and it's always been that way. And Well, it wasn't that way in, the, uh, in like around 73, 74. Yes, it was. According to Rush, it isn't. They got their big break in um, Michigan. That's where they got their big break on on radio, and that's where they started actually drawing that's fans. That's probably their big U.S. break. No, it's their big break, period. It, it, they don't like feel like this strong connection with like Toronto or anywhere specific right. in Canada. No, no, no. The, the reason that they were played a lot on the radio in Canada is because of the Canadian content laws. They're, obli- um, they're obligated to pay? play canadian yeah music wow yeah it's the law they have to play a certain percentage of songs have to be by a canadian artist so i mean you couldn't get away from canadian artists i mean especially ones that didn't suck right i mean Mm -hmm. there's not a ton of them (laughs) so you would hear you know brian adams bachman turner overdrive uh what wine triumph you know you'd hear these band lover boy you know Mm -hmm. this is what they would have to play because it was the law. So it's it's not that they had this, that they were massively popular necessarily, but they got a ton of uh, well, radio play just because it was the law. I, I don't think they did in like 73, 74, and you weren't even alive. The law is from <laughs> 1970. Yeah, but you weren't around to have an opinion about no, how I'm much Rush was on the radio. It was always on the radio and okay. everybody knows even before rush always, existed they were always playing rush on the radio no no from the time that law existed yeah but they didn't have an album in 1970 okay 71 whenever they didn't have was. an album in 71 either well there we go as soon as their first <laughs> album came out it was on the radio all the time okay all right and it, it's the law okay you have to play at least x rush songs per day as a canadian radio station interesting interesting fact yeah no it's it's totally Totally a fact. And uh, well, I don't know. You said no. You said no. I said yeah first. I said yeah, no. So there you so, go. So yes, it's a negative. Just want to Rush's popularity reached its pinnacle with the release of Moving Pictures in 1981. It's been all down the hill from there, apparently. I just read that on Wikipedia. I, I That's probably true. It is true. I think that's when uh, their popularity exploded and... I, they probably haven't sold it, uh, any more of a single record as than they did of, of moving pictures. That's probably true. Hmm. And now, I mean, people don't sell a whole lot of albums. Well, you know, that's that, true. 
it's yeah. it's really hard to compare the 80s to uh to now but yeah 2112 was the first their first canadian platinum album yeah i'm sure yeah. probably their first u.s platinum album too mm-hmm. or maybe it was retroactive or act you know that Maybe that might have come later, but it was certainly their their breakthrough album was twenty one twelve for sure. It was nineteen eighty one. It hit platinum, and it doesn't say on this one. Anyway, well, <laughs> so <laughs> sales certifications, U.S. three times platinum, three million albums. Canada two times platinum, two hundred thousand albums. <laughs> <laughs> One, yeah. <laughs> so platinum is worth one tenth as much as it is in the U.S. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's any, any Canadian band you get your face rubbed in, even if they're not any good in Canada. I mean, all right. You know, you you can't get away from it, and once it is good, you really can't get away from them. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, because I, it's the I, law. I don't know that they were like discovered by the radio stations in '74. Uh, they cite uh, Donna Halper, who was um, I don't know if she was a DJ or she just worked in some promotional capacity at a radio station. I forget, but she's kind of the one that broke the band, um, yeah. and it was a Detroit radio station. Well, and getting played as Canadian content is not being discovered, right? It's it's not the band broke the band is yeah. awesome. It's you know, there's a law that says you have to play Canadian music and here's some. Yeah. Well, they also you know. didn't draw big audiences in Canada. They, you know, for for live shows, their first big draws were in the U.S. And that's where they toured and, mm-hmm. you know, were able to su- sustain themselves and um, grow a following and record more albums. It was all based on, you know, their U.S. fan base. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh you know, I do hope they play again, but if they don't, then, you know, they went out with a bang and I got to bring my daughter and we sat third row. Um, I did uh, sneak in a video camera. Um, everybody has their cell phones, of course, and it says clearly on the ticket, no cameras or camcorders, I think is the, yeah. the terminology. But, you know, every phone is a camera. So what, you're not supposed to bring your your phone? Right. Anyway, of course, everybody's videoing with their with their phones and... They don't have an issue with that. And actually, I saw a guy front row, you know, so two rows in front of me, and he had a small digital camera, and he kept taking pictures. Right. Um, and then there's a photographer, like a, a, an officially sanctioned photographer or whatever, and he's sitting, like, in front of that front border or whatever, and then he gets to take pictures for the first few songs or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I anyway, I, had a little, I have a little Sony action cam. Um, it's kind of like a GoPro competitor, except that it's um, it's not so boxy, and I can actually put it like in the palm of my hand and kind of cover up the the red recording light. <laughs> and I can just hold it in my in my you know hold it my hands in the air like I'm rocking out you know and be recording. It has stereo microphones and image uh, stabilization. Um, but uh, some guy I I don't know uh, who he was, but he came up to me and you know say hey don't do that don't record you know. And so I put my, I was just glad he didn't take my camera because last time I took a camera, a, a video camera to a, a Rush concert, it was another similar uh, pocket cam. Mm-hmm. It wasn't an action cam, it was a pocket cam, which looks like a cell phone. 
very similar. It's a Kodak ZI8, so it looks a lot like a cell phone, except I had a, a little stereo microphone, a little Sony um, oh, stereo yeah. microphone that I plugged into the top of it. So, and I'm sitting there holding it, you know, and it's got a little LCD on the back. And, you know, the guy comes up to me and, and, and you know, hey, hey, you know, come come with me. And I'm like, it's just a cell phone. And he's like, no, it's not. Not with that thing plugged into it, you know. <laughs> anyway, so they, confiscate, they confiscated it, but they gave it back to me after the show. You know, you have Probably to go to a room. because they had no right to confiscate it. I don't know whether they have a right or not, but they, they're definitely collecting people's video No, but they, they have a right to kick you out. And I if, yeah. if you were given the choice... You know, leave yeah, right. or leave the the camera. Right. You I know, would, would prefer to leave the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I got the camera back. I didn't know. You know what happens when you get busted. That was my first kind of experience with that. And um, well, this time the guy didn't take the camera. He just said, you know, don't do that. And I put it in my pocket. And he looked at me and he said, don't. And I'm like, okay, I won't. You know. Sit. <laughs> yeah. So so Sit. I, I enjoy that the show was during the first half of the show. Well. Then during the second half, I'm like, I'm noticing other people with, you know, not just their mm-hmm. cell phones, but real digital cameras and whatever. Um, mostly just taking pictures, not video. But I'm like, you know what? I'm, it's the last show ever. You know, I, I'm going to try it again. You know what I mean? So I, I did pull it out, you know, and uh, record s- large snippets of the uh, second half of the show. I put the, some of that on YouTube already. Um <laughs> And, you know, I felt I feel a little bit guilty. I'm not monetizing it or anything. But, you know, you right now. You broke your contract with the band, yeah. Well. You let them down. They're going to they're gonna sell. They're gonna, I'm sure they're going to make a DVD, Blu-ray, you know, of this last tour. And they're going to sell it. And they'll mm-hmm. sell however many they always sell. You know, somebody's not going to not buy that because they saw, you know, videos on YouTube, you know. But um, I compared my, my quality to a lot of the other people uh, that I put videos on, and the, the audio quality was better. It wasn't great. Um, right. I've, I've snuck in like an, a, video, a digital, video, uh, digital audio recorder with a decent stereo microphone and, and recorded a lot better concerts before, you know, Rush specifically. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything but I, other than just keep it for my own, um, my own posterity. But... Um, the the camera did pretty decent audio, a lot better than a cell phone. And most cell most cell phones totally distort and usually just have a monophonic microphone. Yeah, you're you're a lawbreaker. You won't even abide by the contracts you enter into freely. Well, and you know you're yeah. you're making copies of copywritten performances. Yeah, sharing them online. I know, it's... cutting into their profits. I mean that's. I don't think I'm cutting in their profits, though. That's kind of how I'm justifying it to myself. Right. Well, whatever you need to sleep at night, right? Yeah. I mean, I do the need laws that. are there for other people. Right. And I'm making so much money off of these videos. It's not about it's money. It's crazy. It's about what's I thought you right just said it was wrong. about money. No. I didn't say that. You said I was taking away the money. They're, they're... You are, but that's not what it's about. I am not. That's not the problem. <laughs> okay. What do you mean you are not? Anyway, you violated your contract with them. You've done it before. If they had another <laughs> loop through, you'd do it again. Hmm. I mean, uh, that attitude is, is very common. Yeah, it's pervasive. Since I moved down here. Yeah, it's pervasive. Now, like the, the Grateful Dead willing, you know, let everybody record their shows. They right. were more than so happy that's to. Um, and it didn't hurt their popularity or their sales of albums or videos or anything. And I think, if anything, it, uh, you know, helped it. 
Um, and, and honestly, the guys in Rush, you don't see them like shaking their finger at people because they're holding the camera or whatever. Um, I feel like the people that are looking at their cell phone recording a concert, you know, that they're kind of missing out. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be looking at the band, not your little screen. Well, that's your... something you've done at a Rush concert. Um, yeah. Just looked at a little screen. Yeah. Well, I, I, I usually, I usually was looking it away from it, so my video didn't turn out very well. But uh, in this in this case, my camera doesn't have a screen, so I just hold it up and point it in the general direction of the stage. And mm-hmm. the, the, the camera I was holding up this show, um, if you want to see the video, you have to attach a, 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 a something uh, like a, a a, a tablet or a phone via Wi-Fi, and then mm. you can see what what the camera is actually recording. Um, but uh, I didn't bother doing that. I just aimed it. It's a it's a wide angle kind of fisheye, so you know you're going to get the get the whole stage. Um, and actually, I think I moved the camera more than I needed to. Like when I, I you know, it's a guitar solo. I kind of pointed towards the guitarist, but I was getting a lot of the audience at that point too, and I, I really didn't need to move the camera at all. Yeah. In hindsight. Well, now you know for next time you decide to break the law. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not really breaking the law. It's violating a contract. Putting it on YouTube is breaking the law, but recording it is, is a violation of contract. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're sending out things like... things you can uh, be prosecuted for. I don't think they're setting, setting out like pull-down letters or whatever. Well, Cease and desist. Well, you'll find out if they do. Yeah. I'll happily take it down. I'll, I'll you know, frame the letter they send me. They're not going to send you a letter. They're just going to take it down. They'll send the letter to Google. <laughs> okay. The the um, and Google, video will disappear Google will and they're going to suspend yeah. your account. No, they'll just suspend your account. They're not going to send you a letter. I don't think so. They don't seem to be suspending anybody's account for doing this kind of stuff. Accounts have been suspended. I don't think for posting concert footage. Okay. I've never heard of it and it seems like there's tons of accounts that you know post a lot of con- concert footage and... Um, more a lot more than I have, you know. As far yeah, as the... it's just like speeding. <laughs> oh, okay. No one ever gets a fine for speeding. Everyone does it. People get fined for speeding. You just yeah. have, you have to do it too people much. People get takedown notices on YouTube. Like no, I know, but I don't know time. about for concert footage specifically. I guarantee it happens. Okay, all right. So if you know uh-huh. that it's happened or not happened, factually. Uh-huh. Email right. Stephen at techdorks.net. Is it Stephen at? I thought it was Deuce at. Either one. Oh. Either one will work. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Webmaster. Yeah. So Windows 10 came out. It did. I, apl- I applied for my upgrade. I haven't received it yet. Yeah, same here. So successful launch for Windows. I've, I've noticed no change <laughs> on my system, except I've got a little Windows icon it says get Windows 10. When I click on it, it says please wait, and then it says uh, thank, thank you, you for, for reserve reserving your, your free, free upgrade. upgrade. Okay, yeah. notify me when ready. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's not thing. really a get Windows 10 thing so much as a uh, get in line. Yeah, get in line for Windows 10. Yeah. We we can't get people lining up around the block anymore like we did for Windows 95. So, or all the Apple phone launches have done. So, you know, we're going to do a virtual line that, you know. I, it makes sense. You, you don't want to get the bad publicity of having your servers, you know, overloaded or, um, you know, not they, being. They, ha- they literally have a cloud service. Yeah, I know. And that would be great advertising for it. Right, but it still has capacity limits. 
No, the whole point of the cloud is there's no capacity to cloud. <laughs> right? You always just spin up more servers as you need. Well, them. yeah, that's the selling this, point. There's so a if finite they could say, number of servers, though. So yeah, but it's a huge number. So yeah. if they could say, look, this handled the launch of Windows 10. We yeah. did, you know, a billion downloads in the first hour. That would be impressive. That would be a good marketing thing. <sighs> there's not even a billion Windows PCs, I don't think. You don't think? Active right now? I didn't say active right now. You mm -hmm. said, I don't think there are a billion Windows PCs. Now, I don't even know what you mean by active right now. You mean well, like, like turned the, on, connected to the internet? Yeah, the that, that, that would actually qualify for an update. I so don't know Windows what... Windows 7 and Windows 8 systems yeah. that are running right now. Or have been on. I, don't, I Like it said, you, congratulations, you qualify. And I didn't. And it said, get the details or something. I didn't even click that. Um, I just uh, ignored it, really. But I had to pick a computer to upgrade because I wasn't going to upgrade them all. And, you know, you never know what's going to break. So I decided to do the studio computer. That's the computer I'm recording this podcast on. Mm -hmm. So that if we were going to talk about it, then I could actually, you know, reproduce problems or fumble through new stuff while I'm talking into the microphone. Uh, but it didn't happen, so I guess we'll have to talk about it next show or whenever mm. Microsoft gets around to upgrading this computer. You have to wait. Maybe you go buy buy a disc. Probably download it. You can buy a USB stick. I know that. I, don't know I bet you, you with an MSDN with an MSDN <clears throat> subscription, you probably download a ISO or something. Oh, sure, you can download just well, probably the USB image, right? Sure, whatever they're putting mm. on there, yeah. So yeah, Windows 7 has sold at least 400, oh, as of July 9th, 2012, over 630 million licenses for Windows 7 were sold. Oh my lord. And then Windows 8, you know, you assume there's some overlap, I don't know. But a billion doesn't sound out of line. That's incredible. Yeah. So but Everyone's got a computer now. A couple <laughs> episodes ago we were talking about job interviews. Yeah, that seemed to be the topic that, that so far has resonated the most with people that they had the most, uh, I don't know, feedback on or comments regarding um, that. And, and our website sucks it was the other. <laughs> it doesn't suck as feedback. much. Now it sucks less. Yes. Yes. It has less sucking. Yes. It, it has a higher pressure, lower vacuum. But um, being a programmer. Mm -hmm. Um, you get asked to interview a lot of people. Yes. Uh, and uh, for a period of time, I was a manager as well. Actually, mm -hmm. I've been a manager more than once, but you know, <laughs> I've even owned my own business. But I didn't really interview a whole lot of people then. Um, <laughs> Anyone but, who's willing to work for free. Yeah. Well, no, I paid people, but they were my friends, people I knew could do the job already. Mm -hmm. Um. But you kind of develop your own questions, your own style. Um, one of the questions that I used to ask everybody, and it seemed to be an unusual question anyway at the time, I, um, I used to ask them, do you own a computer? And yeah. That seems like an absurd question, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. And a surprising I number would say no, they didn't own a computer. Now, this was in the 90s. Um, yeah. And maybe even in the early 2000s. Because I would interview a lot of people um, that were either still in school or fresh out of school. 
and to them programming was uh it was a job or whatever it was a i don't even want to say occupation because to me an occupation can be a hobby or a passion or something you know that you occupy yourself with but they only occupied themselves with it while they were in class or while they were on that internship or you know if they already had a job that's when they used the computer when they went home you know nobody had tablets or really nobody had smartphones either so i don't know what they did but they weren't programming for fun or mm. as a as a passion or a hobby or you know um when they didn't own a computer now of course today i wouldn't even i wouldn't bother asking that because I think everybody owns a computer now, or at least something. I mean, if you fifteen percent ta- of Americans are not on the internet, and they're probably not; those fifteen percent are probably not applying for a programming position. Somewhere, probably not, or any kind of technical position. They're not Hopefully on the internet. Yeah. But you know, now I, I guess it would be if if somebody only owned like tablets and smartphones. Um, yeah, they might not own a PC. Yeah. Then, you know, you're pretty much only a consumer. You can't really produce content on those devices very well. I mean, maybe as an artist, you can, I've seen some, you know, incredible. And you're still not a programmer. No, you're not a programmer, but you could be like a, uh, a technical designer or artist or something or, um, yeah. a musician. Some not programmer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not a programmer. You're not going to be programming yeah. on a tablet. Yeah. I've seen a couple toy languages, um, designed for tablets but they're toys i mean that's what they are yeah oh there is a new update to system 602 a couple weeks ago unix system no apple system 602 for apple 2gs (laughs) yeah wow uh, 22 years two months two days and two hours since system 601 was released a release of 602 was made. Not by Apple. Oh, I was going to say, that's my next question. By Apple? No, okay. no. So somebody was, patched it. And... Yeah, no, it, it's an Apple users club in yeah. somewhere. Okay. Anyway, they they fixed a bunch of the bugs. <laughs> All right. Um, they have a Ethernet driver now for the uh, Ethernet for Apple Talk card that was never released. And, you know, they fixed some bugs. They, if the, the card HFS, was... Why would you need a new driver if you can't have the card? Well, you just make your own card, right? I don't know. Or maybe there's some there's cards in the wild that maybe it was apparently unreleased, but or it's probably they run these with emulators and and probably it's emulated, right? But yeah, they fixed a bunch huh. of bugs and huh. uh they've got, you know, another list of bugs and they're planning on doing another release. For the Apple II GS. Well, I never owned a GS. Yeah, we had some at school. I the only Apples I owned was two C maybe the one with the with the little tilt up legs and the five and a quarter slot load in the side had the little eight inch monitor. I didn't own that one. I think we had a a two and a two plus. I don't even think we had a 2E. 2 Plus with the little 80 column switch on it? I think 2 Plus had more memory. And then the uh, we had an 80 column card. Okay, what was the one with the little... That little slanty button that was really hard to press that would switch into 80 column mode? Well, I don't remember that. That might have been the same one I'm thinking detail. of. Yeah. Like the 2C. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that button because it was such a pain to press. Anyway... So, 
That's interesting. Yeah. Te- tech news. Tech news. Thank you for the tech New news. New version of of the Apple System 602. <laughs> Welcome to Tech News. A new version of the Apple System 6 has been released. It has fixed numerous bugs, and they expect to do another release in a month or so. Addresses known TCP IP vulnerabilities. I don't believe it does TCP IP. No, no. I think it's Apple Talk. Oops. (laughs) It synergizes with Twitter and Facebook better. It tells a good story. It messages that Apple is still at the forefront of technology. How long is this song? Oh, it just keeps going forever. Oh, in other (laughs) tech news. uh, Let's see. What else is new? Windows 10 was a really big one, but uh, let's see. There was a big bind uh, bug found. Yeah. That allows you people to remotely crash your DNS server. Woohoo! Nobody's crashed mine yet. It's just because it's not interesting to crash. Um, there it is. There's a target for you hackers. <laughs> it's simple. Like, very, very simple. Magic. Donald packet. Trump's website was defaced. Ooh, that, sound, that was a cool voice. Thanks. I threw it myself. Oh, did you speak through a tube or something? No, I just talked. Oh. I spoke through my vocal tube. What do you call that? Throat. <laughs> I think it was some uh, some weird compression artifact I was hearing. Eh, that's too bad. Yeah, because it's not going to come through on the podcast. The FBI has problems hiring hackers. <laughs> they budgeted for 134 computer scientists, but could only hire uh, 90 or something. <laughs> the number escapes me at the moment. Some numbers, like 134, are re- really easy to remember. Other numbers, like the other one, 90, <laughs> 80 something. Anyway, they didn't hire like 50 of the guys that they could have. And the FBI is the office responsible for protecting you from cyber terrorism. So I was searching for some outro music. Yeah. And uh, I was yeah. looking through... Tech news is over. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Could, uh, I interrupted. We'll, we'll come back to tech news in a bit. I was just, just stop the music already. That's all I'm really oh. shooting for is just... Oh, okay. You know, it's faded out. Or stop it. Yeah. Can you fade it out quicker? <laughs> no, I'm trying to make it last real long time. Yeah, no, I actually have the ability to mute that <laughs> particular signal. Interesting. Oh, I don't know if that actually go. mutes the recording. That was a real not. smooth fade. That was and I, smooth. And I, and I did that with my mouse, dragging horizontally. You are very unnatural operator. Fader. Yeah. Uh, I was looking for a good outro music that I um, have the permission to use or the rights to use, uh, and uh, was looking through. Uh, that was Steve Deppy just messing around on keyboards. Um, mm-hmm. I think in the uh, probably early '80s, 
early 1980s. Um, I was going through his cassettes and reel-to-reel tapes after his death, and that was one of the things that I came across and preserved. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I don't think it really makes a good outro. I thought no. it sounded more like, you know, like tech news. It sounded like one of those weird movies from the 80s, you know, with lots of uh, colors that made no sense. Hmm. That's what I'm reminded of. Yeah, they were they were discovering you know, new like ways to distort the video. And stuff. Yeah, and going, Ooh, isn't you know, this cool? it was exciting at the time. Mirror but... effects and posterization, posterization. But that's that's a visual effect, not an audio effect. Yeah, well, that was oh. the audio that would go along with it. Yeah, it would it definitely would be. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I didn't find anything that would make a good outro. Well, last week we had a decent outro. Yeah, well, it was, it's, I don't own the rights oh, right. to it. Oh, right, yeah, but, yeah, you know, it was a cover yeah. of a thing, yeah. Poor okay, pigs. I remember now, yeah. So the intro is a weed puller song. Um, that's me on the drums and Mark Schuler on bass. You can purchase it for 99 cents on Amazon.com. Not yet, actually. That's you on my to-do list. not purchase it yeah. from anywhere. That is on, on my to-do list, is to get it on iTunes this year. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad that you isolated that audio. Yeah, that was a joke that and, uh, uh, nobody got in the last episode. Or maybe, maybe it wasn't funny. No, you just couldn't tell. It sounded like you went, yeah, right in the middle of a sentence. And then yeah. you laughed and made a point <laughs> that I had control over the clips and it didn't matter that you didn't like it. And So then I, I'm, I've now applied a little bit of an effect to it so you can tell that this is... Steven on Memorex. Yeah. Or a bathroom. Hmm. Okay. So a uh, amateur radio satellite recently has been malfunctioning in odd ways. Okay. Um, it's actually an APRS satellite um, that was put up by the APRS guy when he worked for the Navy uh, experimental lab. The APRS thing. guy or an APRS guy? The APRS oh. guy. Anyway... Um, so what's happening? Well, first I'll discuss a little bit of, of, of why, of the background. So anyway, um, when the batteries die, it reboots. And what they did when it reboots is they had an attempt to establish a connecting, a connection over APRS, um, over packet radio to, um, the controllers of the satellite. And I assume that it recharges with solar. Energy. Right, it's got solar panels and batteries, and but if the when the system reboots, it tries to establish contact by using the packet radio frequency in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And because there's so there there's so many um, packet radio relay stations, you know they would absolutely be able to gain control again of the satellite. Um, so anyway, what happened is the batteries now after like fifteen twenty years, whatever it is, have completely died. Okay. So. Every time it gets into the sunlight, the solar panels power up the system, mm-hmm. and it yells for mummy. And it's usually over Europe when it does that. Oh. And in Europe, that frequency is not used for packet radio. It's used for meteor scatter, which is a really low-power, high-sensitivity antenna type thing. Exactly the sort of thing that you don't want a satellite signal 
blurting out, please come save me. I'm a poor satellite and I'm so lost. it never did that over Europe before? Uh, it's fairly recent that the batteries have completely died. And then the timing just happens to be that that's right. where so it is. It's like, when it, when it's it like every hour now yeah. as it comes over Europe mm. <laughs> and enters the sunlight, it, uh, yeah, kind of. So, so how, how old is that battery technology that they're using? Like 15, 20 years old. I mean, uh, they haven't. They haven't caught up to orbit to replace the batteries. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't so that's it. That's it, today's amateur radio... Update. Update. So, APRS. Yeah, so. amateur uh, packet reporting system... The, it's actually changed a number of times. Um, the acronym? I think, yeah. Nope. I think now it's Amateur Packet Reporting System. Um, yeah, so it's a 14-year-old satellite. Um, backup fail-safe beacon on 144.39 megahertz. So, yeah, it's it's really irritating anyone who's not the U.S. when it passes over. So is that the big problem or the fact that it doesn't work at all when it's over the US cuz it's No, the big not problem charged. is is that it's interfering with um radio transmissions of other people, which is yeah. strongly illegal. Yeah. And you know And there's no way to stop it. You could uh It's like an out of control drone. You know, you could presumably there's at least 3 countries on the planet with the technology to shoot a satellite out of space. <laughs> Right, and I think there's one with the technology to go grab it, pick it up, and bring it back. So, what else is the satellite being used for? Nothing. It doesn't work. It's oh, that's it. That's the only thing it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was like picking backing yeah. on a satellite that does uh, does other stuff. No, the the launch was a piggyback launch, of course. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, it's it was an amateur satellite just just for. Uh, I, I think it has a like a telemetry beacon too, but. Yeah, it, it was basically an APRS satellite. How cool! And 14 years ago, it was very cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's uh, right now just interfering with um, other people's stuff. And it, it's interesting because the guy was working for the Navy at the time. It's you know potentially the U.S. Navy might be breaking the uh, international the ITU laws or rules oh wow they're responsible for what his actions they're responsible yeah. for a radio transmit transmitter in orbit that is not under control yeah so and it was probably they're the ones that launched it i don't know if the navy was doing launches still 15 years ago i, w I would assume it would have been launched by either the army or nasa or something well then why would know. they be responsible just because he because it was be their satellite Okay, their satellite, they didn't launch it, though. Yeah, I would hmm. say they probably did not launch it. So is it mainly for relaying APRS stuff, or is it giving out its own APRS data? Because APRS is kind of like it's uh, your, your current coordinates, your location, uh, telemetry information. Yeah. It's kind of like text messaging. You can also have, like, I don't know, status messages. You could. You can do text messages and telemetry and, you know, position and stuff. And, and uh, it's like really, that's in its feeling, fail safe You're feeling mode. excited? Yeah. 
You're very happy. I'm so happy. And, um, yeah, and so in his fail-safe mode, it's trying to establish contact all the time. Yeah. Like, I think its orbit is like an hour. So, you know, and every hour. And the, the panels will probably, I mean, with the life, the, the life, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The lifespan of the solar panels is probably going to be pretty long, at least pro- providing enough juice to to run it. The, the yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably more likely that the uh, orbit will decay before the solar panels decay so much that it will never power it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone needs to so, knock it out of the sky. Someone's got to get up there. So if you have a, a weapon capable of knocking a satellite out of orbit... Please get in contact <laughs> with the APRS guy because yeah. he would love that to happen. So is there another satellite that's going to already replacing the functionality or he's just not even worried about that at this point? I don't point? know if there's any APRS satellites anymore. There, there's a lot that have um, digital store and forward um, repeaters and and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't think there's... No, no, there's a couple. There's one on the ISS, now that I think about it. There's a, a packet. So um, the same functionality? So they, they don't really need this this other satellite yeah, anymore? Yeah, they don't need it's it. It's redundant? Yeah, well, I mean, it's amateur, too. I mean, you don't need it. No, you know? well, I mean, is it if it's providing some scientific information or whatever, I don't know. No, it's it's not providing sci- okay. <laughs> oh. scientific information. So, uh, were you you were doing something with APRS at one time, right? I did. Um, I've actually got a Yesu FT736R system radio, which is a really great radio. It's a bit old, but it's it's incredible. And uh, as something to do with it, I'm not really into VHF plus, so as something to do, I left it running. And what it would do is it would listen for APRS. Um, transmissions and then send them on to the internet mm-hmm. where they would all you know get tracked and collate and everything so that there is basically an internet back to a back end to all the APRS data everywhere in the world so you were like a gateway yeah I was an internet gateway um, and so I ran no, that but, but somebody else was not re retransmitting on RF your the APRS uh, packets that you captured well, they were being transmitted on RF, and no, yeah, I know they it, may have been retransmitted as well. I know, but were they being retransmitted because you gated them through TCP/IP to somewhere else? No, 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 they don't. Oh. They don't gate. They don't go back out over the internet um, very often. There, there's only a very few specific circumstances where that happens. Um, generally, what happens is you'll have uh, a. a so the way it is, it's basically a mesh network. So so any node, it'll you know send messages, and any messages it picks up, it'll retransmit. Mm-hmm. So and then, you know the the whole idea of the internet um, connection and backend and everything is that eventually it'll reach one of the eye gates like this one, and it'll get onto the internet. So were you retransmitting as well, or were you just receiving and I I did I did retransmit for a bit, and then I turned that off. And, and stop doing that oh. because you violated the the contract that you willingly. No, no it's a mesh network. <laughs> there's no contract involved in a mesh network. What are you talking about? 
If you, you say are so. Are you trying whatever, to paint whatever, me whatever, whatever as a scoff to, law? Whatever allows you to sleep at night. <laughs> no, I actually forwarded it around the world. I did more than was asked of me. I was just asked, please forward this to anyone else in the area. And I forwarded it yeah. to everybody everywhere. So, well, specific. I mean, you, you, was, you weren't broadcasting. You were targeting specific... Uh, Re- re- servers or whoever was consuming that data. Right, you had a list of host right. names. Broadcasting right, is not legal for amateurs. Oh, so I meant on TCPIP. On TCPIP. Broadcasting. Yeah, you said you sent it everywhere. You said you sent it everywhere on the internet, and I was clarifying that you weren't sent. You weren't broadcasting on the internet. You were. No, no, I put it in a place where the entire internet could find it. Yeah. Yeah. So the. I haven't done anything with APRS, but I do run a weather station, and that seems like a good use for APRS. It's a popular use, yeah. Yeah, especially if it'll function um, when the grid goes down. Yeah, nah, not very long. Or if the sun goes down, or if the wind goes up, or if the rain falls a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, the weather station works under those conditions, but when you know the mains power fails, my UPS doesn't run that long, and I don't have a generator. Or well, how any... much power does your weather station take? No, no, it's the computer that would um, uh, be uh, interpreting the data from the the weather well, you station. You should get a and, lower power computer for that. Yeah, or take or that just, much computer. No, but I'm not going to run a separate computer for that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. But yeah, that type of tactical information is what APRS yeah. is really about. So so the primary purpose is when you don't have internet access, obviously, <clears throat> and everyone within a certain area will be aware of everything interesting happening around them in in like a circle around them, right? Whatever mm-hmm. their the repeater coverage ends up being. And as it becomes more and more crowded, as more and more interesting stuff is happening, that radius shrinks. So it's it's like a dynamically sized tactical information thing, which is kind of cool. The more so, if there was like a major catastrophe or something, then the radius would be small. Right. The more repeaters you have, the smaller your radius. Hmm. Okay. Is, is basically what ends up happening. Um. And. and Anyway, it's a cool system. The problem is, is that it's mostly used. Um, uh, people will put them in their car, and it will be used to track their car, and that's the majority of the traffic. Yeah, isn't that what uh, Randy was doing? Cyan? That's what Randy was doing. A yeah. lot of people do it, and you you rarely see um, a lot of usage um, for like car crash here. Um, you know, tornado touch down there, yeah. you know, that, that type of thing. You, you rarely see that. Mm. Now, part of that is you rarely have disasters. So, yeah. you know, be, being familiar with your system and, and that kind of thing requires you to report things like lemonade stand, that kind of stuff. <laughs> just so you know how to use it. Right. Just so that you're in practice. Yeah. You can use it, you know, when you need to, that type of thing. But yeah, I became disenchanted with it relatively quickly and and turned off that radio. I don't think I've had that radio on for a few months. Um, my antennas are both down for that radio. So yeah, 
I ha- I haven't done much with it hmm. recently. So maybe oh, my, it's my, changed a lot. My uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have use of that satellite now. Well, I never did have a satellite antenna. Oh. Yeah. So my VHF yeah. antenna is a store-bought J-pole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just put it up and it stays up. And it's small. And it works good. Three-bander. Mm-hmm. I don't think store-bought was, J-pole. Yeah, I don't think it was expensive. I w- one would hope not. Yeah. No, I think you paid like 40 bucks or something for ham ra- it. Ham Radio Outlet, I think. Yeah. That's hamradio.com. They'll never pay us. We'll send them an invoice for mentioning them on the show. And uh, they won't pay it. They'll laugh at us. They'll yeah, probably yeah. sue us or something. Yeah. They'll say, mm-hmm. what's your call sign? <laughs> I'm going to report you. So it was the arrow, I believe. The two-piece element. Yeah, that's it. It's, Sounds familiar. Uh, yeah. Discount price, fifty-eight ninety-five right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it, at the picture. That's you know, that. I got vines that grow over it, and it seems to work fine. <laughs> I cut them away once a year, but oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. As far as other topics, I don't know. What do you got? Odd tap. You got anything set up and ready no, to talk about? No, not really. I think we we covered it all. I didn't know if you want to talk at all more about the whole interview topic since that seemed to be not a really we already one. talked about it yeah you know i mean unless you want to like read through the comments and address them, no 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 that no. would be kind of sucky yeah i mean i, I with some of the stuff you complained about like giving people trick questions and making mm-hmm. them solve problems and you know i've done yeah. that and yeah i've I certainly know. had it done to me yeah um, me too and i didn't like it well, it's not you know, fun, it's, but... It's coming from the assumption that despite the fact that I've been doing this professionally for 10 years, uh, you don't think I can even do the job I've been being paid to do for the last 10 years, right? So you're, yeah. you're just completely dismissing my resume. But some people get saying, away... Some people your get experience away. is worthless. Your resume is worthless. Prove to me that you know anything. But some people lie on the resume... Right, and then they they manage to stay at a job for six months or a year until they get wrapped up in some layoff, and they move from one you know job to the next, and they don't ever really produce anything or prove their worth. Right, and that shows up on the resume after a couple. Right, it's like so you've had three jobs in the last year and a half, or three and, years, or, or the last yeah. three years. You've had three jobs in three years, and you know they're all at companies that traditionally. Like to hold on to good talent. Yeah. So what happened these three times? I mean, it, it shows yeah, up on your say, resume. I, I, got, like I got laid else. off. I got, you know, I was working on a product that got killed or whatever. Three times. I mean, those yeah. companies are all still in business. I know. Yeah. How, how did that hit you? You know, then maybe find yeah. out, yeah. you know, if, if there's like a warning sign. But I mean, everybody's on probation the first month or two of their new job. They can be fired without, you know any real reason i mean it's i don't know if that's it's true easy to, well they told me it was true when they hired me at, at uh, a place that <laughs> um i've been <laughs> i don't think i've ever had a job where huh. where that wasn't made clear to me that i don't you know, recall that 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 there was the option to to terminate my employment very quickly you know hmm. and that that's normal you know if if, if you get a job and you can't do it you don't have the job anymore. 
you know, whereas if you've yeah, been in a hard, job, it's for like, hard to fire people now, though. It's it's very I could difficult. Do it. I could do no, it. I don't mean like emotionally. <laughs> I, mean, I mean legally. You know, companies don't want to do it. They're very worried about being sued. Um, yeah, I think they wouldn't have a problem if it was like you've been here for a month, you haven't done anything, you're fired. I'm I'm yeah, I have a high level of confidence that even it's, it's hard. I'm telling you, even that, yeah. uh, the the legal system <clears throat> in in mm. this great country. But um, if did you show up? If the person showed up. And they weren't producing, then it could be the fault of the manager or other people, you know, training or, sure, you know, they weren't, yeah. they weren't, yeah. they weren't empowered to deliver or whatever, you know, they weren't. Sure. So? Yeah. Well, I'm just, that's where they would first look. They'd say, okay, what is it about the environment or the other people that aren't enabling this employee to succeed? That's the manager's problem. That's not the law. I know. Problem. All I'm saying is, once you once you hire somebody, it is it is it becomes your problem. You know, it becomes like an obligation to try to make it work. Once you hire someone and you make it clear to them that you'll fire them in the first month if they prove that they're incompetent. That I think. That's, and then you fire them in the first month. That's fine for small companies, maybe, but corporations uh, don't really work that way. I don't think. Well, maybe they should instead of asking trick questions in interviews. Yeah. You know, instead of assuming that they can't do the job. You know, assume that they're not lying, give them the job, and if they can't do it, find someone else. I mean, you if you've done a lot of interviews, um, you'll have other guys on tap. It's not... Yeah. Well, t- the problem, I think, is that you can't normally look at the, what the work they've done because, you know, the source code that you've created for the work companies you work for belongs to the company you work for. You can't legally take it with you. Right. And show it like artwork. You know, but that's true for everything. I mean, if I designed a fighter jet and then I go from Lockheed Martin to Boeing mm-hmm. and say I designed, you know, the F-18, I can't show them my design. You know. Yeah. yeah. If it's protected intellectual property, you know. Yeah, you well, everything's protected intellectual property. No, not if it's like some marketing video or something that, you know, is published yeah. Uh, anyway, I I think I mean, it's one of the few yeah. jobs, one of the few um, job areas where the assumption going into an interview is that you might not actually know anything at all, and your resume is useless yeah. for deciding if you can do the job. You know, the fact that you've done the job for fifteen years has no bearing on whether or not you know how to do a loop. Or you know that you can XOR something to get zero or whatever, right? I mean, it, it's an assumption of ignorance, and it's insulting. It, it it can be insulting. It can be degrading. It can be embarrassing. Yeah, especially when people don't, like, work that way. You know, here's a yeah. marker and a whiteboard. Write me up a, a simple network client. You know, that, that's, that was my job interview once, was... Here, write me write me a network program that does this. Here's a red marker <laughs> and an eraser. <laughs> yeah. Here's the whiteboard. Do it, and I'll just sit here. And then I've, I was given a computer on one job interview. It wasn't a com- kind of comp- I was, it was a Mac, and I was not familiar with Macs at the time. And the, the the C compiler was not one I was familiar with, and the C library. And I was given a, yeah. a task that was, you know, pretty involved. I think it was like an hour and a half kind of task. And I did more than what was asked because I had extra time and I was kind of into it, you know. Um, and I liked that, but I didn't want the job. You know, the company 
sucked and you know i didn't want to work there but well and i think that's that's better but it's still not i mean you give someone a specific set of tools that they're not completely familiar with you know it might take them a week to come up to speed on the new tools it's it's yeah, I, you know i managed no different do, i operated yeah. a forklift for one summer if if i went to a different company and they had a different brand of forklift that you know operated a little differently they they wouldn't say okay play sudoku with these or not sudoku what's that one what's that game where you push boxes around the warehouse start with an s maybe not sudoku that's with numbers no, not sudoku that's the number thing that's what i was saying there's that game where you push boxes around hmm. push boxes <laughs> around a warehouse so I'm going to Catalina again this weekend. Sokoban. That's it. That's the game. It sounds a lot like Sudoku. What? It yeah. sounds a lot, a lot like Sudoku. I mean, the word sounds like it. Yeah. 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 And Sudoku is a lot more popular now than this yeah. game from the 80s. <laughs> what platform was that? <laughs> uh, let's see. It was published by Thinking Rabbit in 1982 for the NEC PC-8801. Okay, the this DOS is... version was published oh, in okay. 1988. MS-DOS, PC-DOS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the PC-8801 mm. was a Z80. So, yeah. yeah. but what operating system was running on that CPM? What operating system ran on that? Let's see if it says. It, it was probably in ROM, right? I mean, it was a Z80. So, it was 64K total uh, memory space. Yeah, you can still I mean, run it, CPM. It was running in a ROM. The I'm game? Sure. The game wasn't in a ROM. Why not? Put cartridges in. I guess. I so I but I thought this was like for a PC or K Pro uh, or something. Well, it was for a PC, but PCs had cartridge slots back in the day. Oh, well, not any I owned. You never had a Commodore sixty four or Vic twenty. Um, I did have Vic twenty. Never owned any. That cartridges. was a PC that had a yeah, cartridge slot. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. I didn't own any okay. cartridges. For it. So you bought software on cassette. We programmed our software. <laughs> so you never bought any software? I don't recall buying any software. Maybe we did. Hmm. But uh, had that one had BASIC and ROM, and uh, that was kind of your operating system. Hmm. And, um, yeah, we mostly read, uh, or, you know, Byte Magazine or Compute, and they'd have games. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming this, this was a in. similar system. I've, I don't yeah. think I've ever actually run across one of those systems in the wild um, because apparently they were mostly in Japan. Oh, the Z80? Uh, there, there was a... No, the uh, PC-8801. Which I thought you said was a Z80. Yes, it's oh. a Z80. Z80, like I said. Z80, yes. Yeah. Z80. <laughs> a Z80, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, and the Wikipedia article doesn't have a picture. So... yeah, And, and what song is this? It's some guy tapping on a piece of metal. Oh, you don't recognize that? That's not a song. That was one note. You can't it's make the beginning. it. Beginning. Yeah, it's the beginning, beginning of, of a one note song. Uh huh. Uh huh. Marriage. What? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you, you got to know that. It's part of my call sign. It's. Why? Why? Okay. Why? <laughs> why? Z. Why? Why? <laughs> Zed. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. So I mentioned anyway. that I'm going to Santa, uh, Santa Catalina Island again. Yes. yes Any of the yes. listeners ever visit California, recommend it. It's like. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Lots yeah. of bars per capita. It's got a high bar to uh, person ratio. Yeah, and it's got um, decent snorkeling. I'd say probably really good snorkeling, actually, or scuba. I can't speak like that. to that. Fishing is decent, especially in it, the summer. It does have water on one side. Has and water all around on the other. Yeah. No, no. You, you there's a, the, well. You, okay, you're talking specifically Avalon. Does but right. Avalon, which right. is where you're going to go to if you go there. Yeah, is bars on one side and water on the other. Right, but the island has buffalo in the middle. It does, yeah, and they have a big dry place to keep water. <laughs> they have a a dusty hole with a cover on it, in case they ever get any water. I didn't see that. I guess. You never saw it? You drive past it on the way to the airport. I didn't remember seeing that. It's just like a, a water tower or a... No, it's a hole in the ground. Maybe we did see with, that. With um, a big black tarp-like thing over top of it. Hmm. So that the water that they do manage to get in there doesn't evaporate. Yeah. So they put a lid on it. Yeah. And they also, yeah, it's they, just like a tarp. They desalinate water as well. Water's a real issue. Yeah. Getting fresh water where it doesn't rain very much. Yeah. Desalinization works because there's always going to be water around the island yep but their water storage on the island is mostly empty of course yep. because it's a desert here and the the toilets flush with salt water i don't know if you knew that every last one of them yep all the toilets hmm. on the island flush with salt water hmm i would think there would have been a sign in the hotel room mentioning that why you're not going to drink it there's signs in in when you get those gray water places, they all say, you know, this urinal yeah, that's is gray water, yeah. do not drink. <laughs> so the assumption <laughs> is that someone might drink it. Yeah, but it's salt water, not gray water. Gray water might kill you. So will salt water. Yeah, make you sick. Yeah, just like gray water. Make you throw up. Yeah, just like gray water. <laughs> just like drinking out of a urinal. <laughs> it's generally a bad idea. <laughs> Well, drinking out of the tank of a toilet is not generally a bad idea. Yeah, if it, if you don't have any water, that's you can usually find fresh water there or your water heater. Yeah, yeah. As long as you turn your water off at the your feed line, because otherwise it'll siphon back out if there's a water break somewhere else. There you go. Plumbing tips. Well, that's really an emergency survival tip. That's well. Plumbing tip. Yeah. Do you have your go bag? My go bag. Yeah. I'm gonna stay here. I got my boom stick. I don't need a go bag. I have my stay stick. <laughs> That's right. I've got my bugger off button. I made a go bag and now I lost it. So it's not going to do me any good. Yeah. Well, so where would you go? I, I don't know. I have no question. idea. I think it's I like mean, if you're at work, let's say, uh-huh. and then um, like all the freeways are shut down uh-huh. and you you need to get home. It's only 12, 13 miles. I can walk well, that. You're, you're, yeah. So if you want to walk it, um, let's say there's, uh, well, for me, it's a lot further. So yeah. I might not be able to walk in a day. Um, I doubt you could. Yeah. But so, uh, I don't know. It's like a flashlight and paracord and, you know, um, I forget all, uh, like a um, first aid kit, one of those Chocolate space bar, bottle of water. Yeah, crap like that. I think I put a pellet gun in there, maybe. I'm trying to remember. Knife. 
you know, things you Knives just... Knives are always handy. Yeah. Why things... don't you have a knife all the time? I don't carry one in my pocket. I stopped recently when I started flying places is when I stopped carrying a knife. But I don't fly as much anymore, so I, I might go back. I've, I've actually yeah. been considering buying a pocket knife and carrying one again because it's just so useful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember all what was in there. I think I read some tips online about what to put in there. And yeah. No, my like, biggest concern would always be get home. Yeah. You know, and... And then uh, if your home is in, in good shape, then stay there, but... Yeah, it's and not, if it's maybe, not in good shape, a bottle of water and a chocolate bar and a first aid kit isn't going to get me out of Orange County. I mean... No. You, you got to yeah. just go to a hospital, maybe. I mean, hospitals, city halls, schools, wherever they're going to set up. I'd probably go to the closest school if if my house was flattened. I don't know. It might be nuclear holocaust, though. Everybody might be dead. Well, Zo- then zo- I wouldn't zombie be too concerned, would I? Everybody's turning into zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this would be a good place to live with the zombocalypse. I know. Too many humans yeah. turning into yeah, zombies. It really is. Yeah. That's, that's my biggest complaint about living down here. Yes. All the, too many people. Yeah. Everyone else. I mean, I'm good. But everyone else really bugs me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't imagine a go bag would help me. But I, I could see it helping you. <laughs> Maybe depends on where I am and what I'm doing. Yeah, and, I, I could see it. And you if know. I have the bag, which I don't. <laughs> and not having it is definitely not going to. I think help. there was like an extra pair of shoes, like tennis shoes. Hmm. You know that could help. With what? Um, if you need to walk a long ways and you don't have tennis shoes, I I you don't know, own tennis shoes. shoes. Oh, okay. I do. Do you? Yeah. Huh. Or good walking shoes. You know, they don't have to be yeah, tennis I, shoes. I, I got, I'm not going to be playing tennis. Right. I mean, I wear boots all the time. I mean, and those yeah. boots are, uh, you know, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I have walked 30 miles in that same model of boots before. Ugh. So, I mean. Okay. You got cal- You got the right calluses. I don't think You're set it's, up. It's, I don't need calluses. They're good boots. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would a pair of shoes would absolutely not help. If my boots got destroyed, there's no way a pair of tennis shoes would survive whatever killed my boots. Um, first aid kit. Of course, I got a first aid kit in my car. I mean, who doesn't have that? I don't think you, I do right now. I guess. Yeah, I don't think I do right now. <laughs> you know, I think I took um, that on. It's in my bag, my go bag. Which reminds me, I probably should replace all the drugs in it. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, a gun, I, I, I wouldn't really want a gun of any sort. I, well, I if you wanted can't to... can't imagine if, it helping. If you're hungry and there's... Uh, if I'm hungry. All, all you can do is kill like a squirrel or something. If I'm hungry, I'm going to finish walking home. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to starve to death in a day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, water would uh, potentially, I mean... The zombies are keeping you from getting home. You can't go home. All right, then I'll eat the zombies. I don't think so. You don't think I'll eat the zombies? No. I think that turns you into a zombie. Well, then I'd more. be okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know if they eat you, you're a zombie, but if you eat them, not a zombie. It depends on which uh, zombie rules you're going by. Well... Right. I mean, if you're going by real zombies, like the voodoo zombies, you know, it doesn't matter if they bite you. You're not going to get turned into a zombie unless the, uh, 
whatchamacallit, the witch the doctor. Priest. Yeah. No, that's not what they're called. They they have My a real friend, name. the witch doctor. Yeah, him. No, they they're, they're priests. If one of the priests turns you, the zombifies you, then you're a zombie. And if they don't, you're not. That's pretty straightforward. No, yeah. I like them rules. Yeah, no, that works out good. Yeah, they they'd have to work really hard to turn a significant number of people into zombies. Yeah, they usually just turn enough people into zombies to be slave labor on their sugarcane plantations, and then they're good. Right? No, didn't know about that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else would I want in my go bag? Yeah, I can I can see wanting water, and usually when I'm traveling in my car, I'll have like a liter of water, um, just because, you know. I need water. Um, <laughs> food I may or may not have, but uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, weapons, eh. A knife, maybe. An axe, a hatchet would be nice to have, but, you know, a lighter. Uh, a light? Maybe uh, signaling device, light flare. Light to see in the dark. I'll go to sleep if it's dark. Maybe you need to travel while it's dark. Maybe you need to solve a complex problem. Uh, I should have a laptop in yeah. my go bag. Yeah. <laughs> Some Wi-Fi. Maybe an APRS repeater. All right. No, I mean, I, I can see it. You know, they, they talk about earthquake survival kits and whatnot. Is that a hint? It sounds kind of <laughs> like a hint. I guess for better time, have a good week. Yeah, so for more survival tips from Steven, zombie apocalypse t- tips from uh, from me, tune Just in next uh, week. Or comment on either techdorks.net or Vertrauen BBS, home of Synchronet BBS software. <laughs> Very good. All right, thank you and have a good one.